Hello and hi and welcome to the Random Horror Show. How y'all doing out there? And I'm sitting here puffing on a nice stogie. It's a Tatiana. Very smooth vanilla flavoring. Yes, I do smoke stogies. And and I'm going to be chit-chatting about Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. 1988 film that is following up the biggest hit of Clive Barker, Hellraiser. Um, Hellraiser 2 was, was a mixed bag with people. Either it lived up to the first movie or it just didn't. Um, <laughs> I find it a little bit, I find it to be more... It just did not, but it's still enjoyable to watch because you're 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 so concerned and you're just wondering like what happened to Kirsty. Um, it's the continuation of Kirsty's story with Pinhead and the Cenobites. Um, they were first introduced to to us. Um, you know, big big hit. Um, lots of lots of um things that went wrong uh, with Hellraiser they had to scale back and edit a lot of the the content of the movie because um they was running so many issues people did not like the way uh how the story was going um it was it's a it's a lot it's very graphic and everything uh with Hellraiser 2 they did play it on the safe side and I believe that was another reason why it it was a mixed bag with people um the special effects in this movie oh gosh mm, trash i would say 85 percent of it it's really on point and 15 percent is just like two trash bags that's sitting on the curb yeah it was like that because in the first movie they had one monster because they ran out of money and they had to have one monster that went off like beautifully it really did and then of course the special effects of like how you see um frank coming about you know becoming human um after he escaped from the hell that he put himself into which i I'm glad he's back there. <laughs> and I was just like, okay. The more I watched Hellraiser, because I catch it, you know, every once in a while on TV or I have like, you know, I have streaming services that I watch it. And the more I like, I always get like something really new whenever I watch it or something I missed, you know, the, the millions of times that I watch it, I always gain something from it and just go, oh, oh, I thought that part was cool, but it's actually corny. Oh, 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 I thought that part was corny, but it's actually, it makes sense. And this is the like continuation of Kirsty. She's telling, you know, this whole story, what all happened. Um, this is more of getting to see the world of the Cenobites, where they come from. You see Leviathan, 
you see frank frank nasty perverted asses in this movie you're just like oh man geez love frank hate frank despise frank um frank does have a part of like of all of this and i find this this is frank's fucking fault it really is frank's fucking fucking fault as it is anyways but i just want to get back to like my cigar smoking and stuff you know but um i like actually snuck one of my mother's cigars when i was nine and i i remember walking down the street Knowing my little old ass ain't supposed to be walking down no damn street after 8 o'clock. And I'm puffing on this stogie. Oh my god. The flavor was sweet. The smell was just aromatic. You can smell the oakiness of it. Uh, just the sweet, delicious smell. I mean, it smelled like summertime. Yeah, I know, right? A nine-year-old kid sitting there just like cigar smoking for the first time. Of course, I was getting a little dizzy too, but it was just the aroma. It was the way how the smoke and the just rolls, just, just rolls so perfectly. And I got caught too. I didn't get my ass beat, but my mom knew that this would not be the last of me smoking cigars and so i joined a cigar facebook club and there's this lady on there she is so cute she's um plus size i mean she got cassava melons like heavens i mean her chichis are like heaven and she smokes cigars and i love the confidence that she rocked and she's so unapologetic and all you see is like titties and like cigar smoke and a cigar and she is just so adorable and I was just like wow like rocket girl and I commented on her because it was great to see a woman that is like don't give a damn about nobody what they think and she was she's she's is a very avid uh, cigar smoker she is from the dfw area she's in she lives in texas i was like whoa i need to like hang out with her <laughs> not because of her boobs but it's just the confidence that she just radiates um she's around my age and she's a big time cigar smoker and she's just living her best life and i love when i see you know, people, they're just living their best life and everything. And, and she's just, like, so cool as shit. Like, I'm like, this chick is cool as shit. I bet she is cool as shit, though. And to say, like, since I got into, I used to smoke back, Black and Miles. <sighs> There's nothing wrong with people smoking Black and Miles, but Black and Miles is just trash to me, personally. Um, it hurts your chest um it's not like a really good um grade of tobacco say like you know the cigar and 
I just, I was just like, black and miles just really just hurt my soul. So I just stopped smoking them. They're, they're God, they're terrible. Plastic tip is terrible. Wood tip is okay, but plastic tip is just, oh my God, that is horrendous. But black and miles is just horrendous. But when I got these two today and I smoked a blue groove or groovy, you know, as in the words of Ash Williams, it was so, it was so perfect when I was coming home and, you know, just working, you know, a couple of hours and I was smoking and I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, I need to have some Hennessy white and this cigar and it will be perfect. So I smoked this, um, vanilla one which is really this is what you know i started a little bit earlier i'm just puffing on it and i was just like man i like these cigars so i'm gonna go back and get some more of these cigars like these are like they're inexpensive but like they're pretty they're a very good quality though um it uh, it's so funny because it ashes for you it has a good ash on it but it's just like i just automatically ash for you and you're like okay i was gonna ask you like no 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 i'll handle it i ash for you all right cool <laughs> that's how these cigars are and stuff but tonight's podcast we're gonna be talking about hellbound hellraiser um some of the problems that i've seen with it um some of the things that i liked about it but like i said it's a mixed bag um with the sequel right here it's not uh really it, it it all it's like two tiers lower from the original movie um you know like i said we see the continuation of what happened to kirsty we also see where the cinnabites are and a whole bunch of hooey booey doofus dookie stuff that's been going on <laughs> oh yeah oh gosh i think like <clears throat> I think the uh I think the director right here just really just missed the point. I think he was just trying to make sure that it was safe because like I said Hellraiser had was so good that when they watched it they like you got to cut a lot of these scenes out. And so they're like we're not going to reap the same thing with the first movie did. And the first movie it went very very well. Uh, very surprisingly, I mean, it was a big, huge cult following. Um, Hellraiser, Hellraiser 2, Hellbound, and Hellraiser 3, um, Hell on Earth, were the only three movies of, like, this um, series that um, has played in theaters. The rest of them have just went on to, like, straight to DVD. So, that lets you know that a lot of people who have been directing it just do not understand um the whole thing about the uh order of the gash the cenobites and stuff like that they just feel they just like just really just completely just ruined this whole franchise but again as i'm puffing on this delicious tatiana vanilla we are going to be going into hellbound hellraiser 2 we want to explore your flesh. But before this, we're going to have a quick little what's up, what's up from our sponsor from Anchor FM. 
Hey there, I am super back. Thank you for listening to the Brandon Porter Show. As we will be talking about film reviewing Hellraiser 2 or Hellbound Hellraiser 2. Um, this movie, um, clarification, correction. Um, this movie was not directed by Clyde Barker. Uh, it was another director. So, uh, what I was explaining is that, yeah, that's my, like, coffee right there going on. Because I'm going to be, like, chipping balls and stuff. And plus, like, I just had, like, a stogie Tatiana vanilla with a hint of vanilla. So, if you're, like, really big into, like, smoking cigars, um, that one is pretty good. Um, it's inexpensive it's like i mean it ashes a little bit fast but it's still like an enjoyable smoke you know you can pair it up with like you know some kind of like wine cooler i i probably like pair it up with like some type of like you know i wouldn't say merlot that's a little bit too it's a little bit too rich and plus it would just like throw off the taste i think i would just pair it off with like uh, a pino grigio or something or probably like a hennessy white oh and if, if any of y'all any of y'all uh, uh uh hit me up like hit me up on facebook at the random horror show you can find me very very easily um, on Facebook, drop me a line, a comment, or hello, or, or shit dog, hey, crack, uh, Jimmy Crack Porn, I don't care. Uh, just let me know what y'all think about the show and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Um, I really do enjoy doing this and everything. But, like I was saying, um, it was directed by Tony Randall. I think, like, Tony Randall just, like, really just missed the whole the whole the whole story of Hellraiser um I felt like he just did not just really like like Clive Barker directed the first one just very successful they ran out of money um the special effects I'm going to say um, they, it was like quick thinking and it actually worked very well. And I believe that was like another thing that like made the whole movie of Hellraiser, the first Hellraiser, very successful. Not just only the story of, you know, Julia Frank, you know, to have like this really kinky, I mean, just, just really, really kinky love affair it really really wasn't a love affair it was just a flat out gross just just nasty on top of nasty booty dick and hump and grind um affair you know she's married to frank's brother and you know she's been carrying that secret for a long time she committed adultery you know, and, and the bro, and, and, and you know, you can just throw in like the biblical stuff into it too. You know, like the whole brother, you know, like coveting, you know, his uh, brother's wife and stuff. So it was just the story part that was like really, really intriguing. Yeah, it was very slow moving and stuff, but still, I mean, like the story was just fantastic uh, with it. And I mean, I mean, Julie. 
really I just went through all of these you know she was like an accessory to like murder and murder her damn self just because she wanted that feeling she wanted that 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 frank dick i mean she was just like man she was like man frank been blowing my back out and stuff and then you know uh kirsty finds out that they were having an affair she's like oh okay then i see what you've been doing you know behind my dad's back all this time you've been fucking my nasty ass like perverted um uncle you know i mean frank was a very perverted guy i mean he was he was like the poster child for like pervertedness and sexual deviancy he was that he was that motherfucker right there but uh he really missed the point of like all of this um i think he would is like the direction he would have took is still stay on board of like kirsty trying to find her father in hell it really wasn't like hell it was like Dante's Inferno you know you have like these levels of hell you know if y'all read Dante's Hell I haven't read the whole book but I read excerpts and stuff like that so I got like the whole point um but you do like like I said it's like more that that tossed bag it was it's more like a mixed bag was what I'm trying to say people liked it you know the second movie people didn't like it um people just thought like yeah it, it 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 really i think it just really just like killed the whole vibe of the movie because like pretty much like i would say like 30 minutes of into it you still like ooh ooh and then it just starts to like drag on and stuff like maybe like in the middle part and i think that's what uh pretty much disappointed a lot of fans uh another disappointment is the uh doctor in here which is dr you know dr like channard and dr channard um played by like ken's cran cranham Ugh, let me talk he really embodied like I th- you know he was like really he was everything of life at but he was not I would say in my opinion he was not not at the least never ever 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 get on my level ho uh, be a Cenobite he was so wrong he was like the wrongest person to be a Cenobite and I think he he was not a good candidate for be a Cenobite. I mean, look what the fuck he did. He, like, actually uh, was trying to, like, destroy the, the, the Cenobites. And, you know, and then this world, too, like, motherfucker, the world is not yours. You are not fucking Scarface. Like, but you see, like, how deep, dark and twisted dr channard is he killed um tiffany's mom um he has this like really uh creepy obsession with tiffany because she likes to solve puzzles but she's catatonic because of the trauma of like her mother you know being found dead and stuff um and it was like all of dr channard 
because he had this like really weird obsession with Tiffany and so you know we see that he does have like their really deep sadistic dark side um Dr. Channing is like so I mean like dude is dude dick all hard for like Kirstie's story when she got in there and and she's like oh, these, these cinnabites and, and pinhead and now I gotta see my dad and I gotta find my dad and, and, and everything else like mind you she came in there with her boyfriend because her boyfriend like seeing everything what happened um to her dad Julia you know he's seen all that shit um we don't even know where the boyfriend is at at the moment like boyfriend is just written out like he is gone you know he's she's like she has a boyfriend they get in there then they go he's gone we don't even know where he's at he just disappeared into the void so and that was one of the mysteries right there i was just like what happened to the boyfriend well we don't know where he's at he's just he's just he just disappeared in the void so we have like this little young doctor and he was just like oh okay like he was like okay you crazy but in a weird ass way I'm kind of like believing you but I still need to find out because he was Dr. like Channing Channard's uh you know like like what do you call it assistant and shit like that you know what I'm saying you know he was just like his little you know he's like had this residency there but he was still like intrigued by Kirsty's story and he will and he wanted to help her but like Dr. Channard had like more like he has like some ulterior motives he had some you know plans he was like ooh you know like she says about this mattress that my stepmother died and stuff and she's sitting there telling the whole story to doctor he was like mm, you know I mean this dude got like this rise in his pants and shit because there's murder there's blood there's like um a illicit torrid uh affair uh, between Frank and Julia and so when she said Julia died on the mattress he was like okay then you know this dude like sit there dick all hard for this story and he was like you know what I'm gonna get this mattress so he got the mattress and he had the mattress like placed in his home because this is like a crime scene this is he is this is unorthodox i mean he is breaking not only the law but a lot of like protocols uh within his field um he was just like well i guess you know i give it a go you know go see what's going on just make sure this girl's story is checks out and everything because i he because he was like hell i want to meet the interdimensional you know uh entities and everything what she's talking about i want to meet julia my damn self because julia was very intriguing to him and stuff like i'm telling you this doctor dude had like the weirdest ass like hard on for some shit you know what i'm saying i mean he works like in a mental hospital he's you know over a lot of mental patients i mean he has like these levels of 
the ones that are really really like out there and stuff he's not even really ain't doing anything to them you know not even like helping them he just having them just like down there like in a dungeon and stuff just they were just like lost souls and stuff so like in a way he had um his own personal kind of containment of all these souls and you have to think about like how Dr. Channard um, sees himself. He sees himself as this God. And then you have all these um, institutionalized patients. You know, some are doing well, some are not doing very well, some are just, you know, far gone. And so he's like, this is like my kingdom. And 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 I rule this bitch. You know, he was like, I'm the H, you know, I'm the HNIC over this shit. And so I'm hearing this story with this girl comes in with her boyfriend, which happens to like disappeared in a void. So if I like have the, you know, he's like rubbing his hands and shit, you know, he's like stroking his dingling and everything because of this like these stories she's, you know, Kirsty's telling. And so he was like, if I can have dominion, if I have, I have full control and dominion like over this mental hospital and stuff because I'm like the head honcho why not I just do some like really extra you know beyond me type shit you know what I'm saying I mean he was very brilliant in his work and plus in his mind because like any like psychiatrist anything like that they'd be like I'm scared this is some next level shit and I'm terrified um I'm not going to form a hypothesis. I'm just going to write this girl off crazy. (laughs) And that's it. But he was just like, you know, he was that intelligent to like, he's very, you know, very, very open-minded to something like this. And that's the reason why he took so much interest in Kirstie's story. And, you know, he got one of his like patients out the dungeon, you know, you know, to my all over me, bugs. Like he thought he had bugs on him and shit like that. You know, like how some people that are on meth or some like really bad shit, and they like get the scratching and peeling their skin and think they're like bugs all over. He was like one of those type right there. But I wouldn't say he's like on drugs and stuff, but you get the gist of what I'm saying. So he gives him like this straight ass razor and stuff. He's like Barbara Seville, you know. Sweeney Todd type shit, you know what I'm saying? He gets to cutting, you know? He's just like, there's bugs on me. I'm cutting, you know? I'm getting off. I'm scraping them, you know? I'm I'm moseying on my way, you know? I'm getting them off. And, you know, the blood of this guy, like, reanimates Julia out of the mattress. And she sucks his, like innards and shit and everything like with some fucking chitlins and some cornbread and stuff and, and you know the now the doctor he's just like oh my gosh she is telling the truth oh my gosh I mean this dude's like ding dong is like about like a yardstick long you know when he sees Julia blood uh, he she's looking like a damn diagram out of like a biology book you know talking about muscles and tendons and about the body and stuff and everything girl all bloody and greasy and shit after she just 
sucked the life out of this dude and stuff. You, I was like, damn fool, you just, you actually kind of committed murder like by proxy and stuff. And then you're on like the grounds of the mental hospital. Now you just like, like, dude, you just fucked your whole career off. I mean, kind of like a little Azalea Banks right there. You just fucked your career off, like, like Azalea. I like Azalea Banks, but she really did Twitter her damn career to the ground, though. Yeah, he's 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 like he's, he's he's on the grounds of dismissal. <laughs> this is this is this is zero policy. <laughs> He is gra- just ground zero, just 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 zero tolerance. That's the word, zero tolerance. Like they have in school, zero tolerance, <laughs> zero tolerance of that shit. But he was like, man, I'm intrigued by this bloody ass chick. You know, I heard so much about you from your stepdaughter. She said, who? She said that girl right there, that little heifer right there. You know what I'm saying? She's like, oh. You know what I'm saying? She's like, mm, I got something for her ass, too. You know, because Julia was not, like, a really big fan of Kirsty because she's daddy's girl. You know, she's the only chick. You know, she's the only child and everything. And she, like, I was like, Julia, you be tripping and shit. Like, how can you be like that? Like, you don't like your step. You don't like your step, though. Did you like, you know, you for the streets and shit, and then you like, you like mess with your husband's brother and everything? That motherfucker is for the streets and everybody, you know what I'm saying? Not for me, but but really get him off the streets because he's just a nasty old nasty, uh, uh, perverted dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, Frank was for them streets, she was for them streets too. But how you gonna be mad at her? Like, you suck. But anyways, I was a stepmom too, but I didn't do no bullshit. Like, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. I, I like, I, I love my stepson. And I like my other one too. Anyways. Step my coffee. So, like, he was, like, feeding her, like, all, like, the, un, like, the, the, the forgotten mental patients you know what I'm saying I don't even know how this dude was like so damn slick because he was over everything so he's like writing them off like he's transferred to this place and that place and stuff and I'm like these motherfuckers didn't catch on they didn't even catch on bro they didn't catch on I mean he even had like a chick you know what I'm saying and she's slurping and sucking the innards out of her ass and shit and old Carl and everything, you know, even though he's listening to Kirsty, what he's saying, he was just like, oh, you know, excuse me, you know, she's just dealing with the death of her father, very tragic um, situation that happened at the home, and he, you know, was being all nosy and stuff, all up in doctors, like, all, you know, all up in his, like, house and stuff, and he, like, seen, like, wow, there is a bloody blood naked ass woman up in this bitch and then he sees the bloody mattress that julia came out of there was like bodies and stuff and everything you know uh you know piling up and he was just like oh my gosh i gotta tell somebody 
I mean, he and then he went back to curse. He's like, uh, I think your stepmom is coming back. You know, doctor is doing some really foul, crazy stuff. You know, I gotta like stop this and shit. And so he tried to go back to the house. He went back to the house to go get some more evidence and stuff, but he didn't realize like Julia just like already have like her full on skin and everything else. And he thought like Julia was one of the innocents that Dr. Like Channer was like giving to this bloody, you know, chick that like looked like she just came out of like a biology book diagram and and yeah he found out the hard way she sucked his ass down i was like damn that was like one of the cool dudes and shit you know what i'm saying but tiffany and like kirsty you know they met up you know what i'm saying tiffany was catatonic she never did speak or anything but she liked to solve puzzles you know so they have like that little uh you know getting to know each other and stuff like that but uh doctor was like you know what i got a bright idea julia let's like give this puzzle box to tiffany and she's gonna open up the portal and open it up bust it wide open you know bust it to the white meat like as bernie max says and we can like go in and out and shit and I get to see you know all these wonders that you tell me you know what's going on Ooh, you know he's like he's like pinching his nipples at this time and shit and she's just like yeah okay but you know she was like finessing his ass too though you know Julia was like after what Frank did to her um she was like no more games no more games um, i mean she really she really came back with like a vengeance and i and i did like how they fitted like her like you know like in snow white how they um the evil queen you know looking for snow white ready to kill her and shit um that's like how the dynamic was in this um and it was the same way um, how it was like in the first movie and you know I appreciate a lot of like that influence you know in um, both of these movies which is like it was it was the um how would you put it uh, how, how do you how do you say that word when I be losing words and shit and everything don't y'all like have words be leaving you like and and you and why but you know what word it starts with a c i said it like a couple of months ago and stuff now like it left me y'all probably like thinking did she suffer from fog brain yes sometimes i suffer from fog brain but then i smoked a stogie though so like reasons whatever so you know i appreciate that right there so light up for a little bit and so she just, I said so about three damn times. Let's get back into it. <laughs> I tripped myself out right there. But I, but I do. I, I do um, the continuity. There it is. See, it just came back to me. But I do appreciate the continuity of that. I really do. Um, but she was just like so hell-bent. Like Julia was. She was very hell-bent. And she was just like, I don't give a damn at this moment. I'm going to get cursed 
a killer ass, you know. Um, this doctor dude, I'm gonna finesse his ass. She she was pissed. She was. She was she was completely pissed. And I uh feel her on a couple of things. Um she did do she she wasn't innocent in this. Like she wasn't very innocent um in the first movie. As that was already established, you know. But she it actually when she died when she uh, tried to figure out the box and stuff and then Frank got her all in this crazy ass mess um bringing like just random dudes for him to kill and you know get back his um true original form um she was she was pissed because of that and she was just like what did I bring into this house not only that I was carrying on this illicit fare with Frank but I brought something back that was that did not need it to come back, and and it was like her, uh, it was her demons, and it was it was her demons, and I'm gonna say it like this: like humans, we create demons. We actually do. We create our demons, and she created the demon of you know the Cenobites. You know she created her demons, and then that's the reason why they show the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? They're like, what's up? How you doing? You call this? They're like that. Cinnabites were all like that. For real. And um, they were like agents and shit. You know what I'm saying? Hey, they needed they needed some people down there. They really do. They needed some souls. And I don't fucking blame them one bit at all. That's the reason why I like Cinnabites. They were like the real deal shit. They were, they were, they were some, I mean, they were human, but they were the real deal shit. But he got all like turned into like a Cenobite. Like he was like the worst Cenobite ever. Like the whole transformation was like so horrible. This dude had like a dick with a metal propeller in the pee pee hole and I'm just like what is that what is that and I'm just gonna say 85% of the special effects remember first movie they ran out of money you know they had to scrape up what they can do for the special effects for the monsters and stuff like that went off perfectly this time they had enough money to actually have a better special effects practical effects of you know production and everything 85% went very well the 15% was trash or laughable it really was it was very laughable and when I seen that dick on top of that dude's head I was just like this is this is so tragic. It was very, very tragic because I was just like, I know that the whole thing about it is like with pleasures and, you know, shit like that. But it was just the dick with the metal propeller in the pee-pee hole that just, just, just took the cake and I just couldn't do nothing but laugh. 
and more and more I watched a movie like when I catch it or something I just laughed at it 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 was it was it was it was just comical that was I think that was like the point of like a lot of fans like really uh felt disappointed in they were I mean I, I, I see that point I was disappointed my damn self because you had this like doctor that became like a cinnabite he didn't even he had tiffany to like open the the doors to the labyrinth to hell and everything else so this bitch cheated this motherfucker really cheated and because he was like i'm not gonna get like all these little you know these chains and stuff like fish hooks in my face and shit i'm not gonna fuck myself up but I think, like, in a perspective, he want to see it, like, as, like, a person and part of him as, like, the doctor. And, of course, like I said, his, like, dick is, like, like, like a ruler now. He's just, because he just had this huge boner for, like, Julia and all this stuff that was going on. So they actually like Kirstie's like oh wow it's open no now she's like all right I get to find my dad and we get the hell on out of here pun intended and shit but she didn't find her daddy man she found no nasty uncle perverted Frank and ugh this scene always like was so cringy and just very off-putting but you have to like understand like why it was like so cringy and off-putting because this is Frank like this is Frank's own personal hell and he fit right on in with that shit because I was just like I am so glad that they torture you for the rest of your life fucked up ass like eternal hell life that you cannot you can't get no coochie you you you've been like dehumanizing coochie you've been like abusing cute coochie and all kinds of shit like you're just like a royal piece of trash and i met some guys i will say about two that had like that mentality and an attitude like frank and i'm just like ew gross let's run away he is like the type you run away i didn't find nothing really sexy about like frank because like there was a lot of shit on frank you can just smell that shit like from a mile away that he is just like bad news and you are going and if you're like a woman and you pass by frank and he finds you attractive you are going to have like lots of like ptsd and anxiety chronic depression maybe get us a little bit suicidal because of how uh, a sexual deviant frank was and and he just did he was he lived it out in the open while other people uh had their like you know uh, uh things that they were there was inside of them that they wanted to do but they did it all behind closed doors but frank was like the only like real ass dude you know per to say he lived it out in the open he just did not give a damn he really didn't he didn't give a care he did not care if he hurt anybody i mean you see he didn't care about his brother's feelings or whatsoever you know he didn't care about julia he was just nothing but only back 
uh, just, just, just nasty, greasy ass, like fucking in control over Julia because he was very jealous of his brother. And he was like, wow, you know, this is a chick that I want to get. And, and, and she is like top tier. And I know I was like with like those low, uh, he may call them like low value bitches and shit, but Julia was, was that prize. He was, she was that prize. He was a predator and, you know, and he was, had like this predatory attitude because he wanted his damn niece to like he wanted to like blow his niece's back which is Kirsty. and i'm like damn nigga you nasty like that's some incest all kinds of shit rolled up in one but he did not give a care he really didn't care and that was the reason why he was placed in that place and that was the reason why he opened up that box because he was it was actually meant to be for him to be there and it was meant for him to be like the only mistake that was made is when his brother cut his hand on a nail in the first movie and he went up into the attic because julia was there reminiscing all the nasty passionate gross sex that she had with frank and the blood of his brother was spilt on the floor that was the mistake that was made and and that and that's the reason why like all this shit came about and that's the reason why we have the second movie well frank was just like yeah i'm gonna get you get you girl you know i'm gonna get you yeah i know you my niece and everything you know that niece coochie good yeah he was just nasty right there he was just straight up nasty but she was like man i'm gonna finesse this fool and i'm gonna jet because he is really gross and so she did she finessed his ass and stuff you know she uh here comes julia julia's like "Ooh, hey babe what's going on I done made it down here. We can be, you know, he was like, come to daddy. Like, yeah, that motherfucker had bad issues. He had some issues. And she's like, oh, okay. You know, he's like, oh, touch me like you used to touch me. And shit like that. Man, she like ripped that dude like hard out and shit. Like, hell yeah, girl. Like, for real, I was with Julia with that. Like, I don't blame Julia one bit for doing that because of... he put he he literally put her in that position and and he reaped what he sowed you know and you know she's like shit bitch i'm gonna get you back revenge like that it's just like nothing personal babe and then of course kirsty threw the like sheet and shit and everything shit started burning up and stuff you know all his like invisible chicks you know he can't touch and can't have like sex with in there i bet that man had like gonorrhea chlamydia and everything in the whole like i mean this dude is like a walking target for like the cdc and 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 free clinics and shit i bet he is he i mean every sexual disease sti std known to man and he probably came up with three four more out of his own 
he probably got that shit. That's just that he was just a nasty, gross motherfucker, though. But I was glad that we seen his demise right there. Julia, you know, she said, hit me with your best shot. And she did hit him with the best shot. She grabbed his heart. That was so, that was pretty perfect right there. But, you know, they like, oh, Tiffany and, 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 you know, Kirsty, they was running for their life because, like, oh, shit, here comes Julia. You know what I'm saying? Like, thanks, like, thank, like, thank you, Julia, but we gotta go because we're trying to get away from your ass. But, um, you know, Julia gets sucked into, like, this little hallway that's nothing but, like, air and light and everything. And I was just kind of like, this kind of reminds me of, like, a Kim Carnes video when they did that shit, though. I was just like, man, did y'all just steal this off, like, a Kim Carnes video or something? They did. But anyways, reasons. So, they, she, they try to get the, like, the whole, like, little box and everything, which turned into, like, this, you know, shape think of the shape it could probably come back to me in 10 minutes or something like that and like they just like all right cool you know there's julia's skin and she's gone okay so they like ran back into the the dimension of their own dimension of like the mental institution now everybody's like playing with like the puzzle box and they was like oh no this is not this is not good this is not good but they went inside uh one of the rooms they looked in the rooms they're like oh crap here's pinhead now we got to deal with him pinhead was like kirsty we tired of you 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 finessing us you've been finessing us for like all this time like you need to come with us and child you need to quit playing because we finna play with your soul we finna play with your flesh and shit so she was like you know what I found some stuff about you you was human man don't you remember don't you motherfucking remember man don't you have a heart of course he doesn't have a heart I mean it's been gone for like a century okay he's a Cenobite I mean he's like the H-N-I-C of like the whole like order of the gash man come on so <laughs> so the old doctor dude with his like freshly ass cinnabite like body and you know his little parlor tricks and everything which is some pretty good parlor tricks but you know they don't last very long and stuff and he just like knocking like all the cinnabites and shit because he finds like the cinnabites like a challenge i was like you asshole like i don't even i'm like i don't even like you human i don't even like you as a cinnabite man so you know he kills like all of the cinnabites and stuff and you see the cinnabites in their human forms and everything was a child um butterball was like basically kind of like a young teenage like boy or whatever uh chatterface he was like a kid um of course the lady she was a lady and then of course you see pinhead getting knocked out you know out of his like you know pinhead like get up and stuff and there's Doug Bradley and everything looking like the soldier that was in this uh you know who opened up the box and everything and of course Doug Bradley like you know like Pinhead was like hey Kirsty, you know what I'm saying you know you you a good team ass player and shit we almost got you and everything but he was like man 
get this motherfucker right now like I don't give a shit what you do like you know you can see it in the eyes and stuff they like man get this cat like he gonna fuck up everything and he was he was fucking everything he was fucking the whole labyrinth the whole um, hell and everything and then of course like the real world where they were in because he was just like this 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 this, this is not part of the program so like Kirsty and Tiffany they went back into the labyrinth um they seen Leviathan like the shape I'm trying to remember and shit like that um you know she was trying to figure out the puzzle here comes like old doctor dude you know with the dick on top of his head he was trying to kill her and so he knocks out Kirsty, and he's still like all up in I mean this dude has like this huge ass ego cause he feels like I am winning win 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 I'm like you ain't finna win nothing you may think you may have the day but and you had like a couple of fights I mean his fights wasn't even like that challenging as it is anyways and so you know Kirsty puts back on like the skin of Julia uh, distracts him Tiffany goes and solves the puzzle which puts the puzzle back into the original box and stuff and so he was like ah you know like yeah you tricky bitch you know what i'm saying and he was like finna turn her into a cinemite i'm like what the way come on now but like i said dr channard has this weird obsession with tiffany and so he was trying to throw her in there as become a cinnabite and i'm just like you are got to be kidding like it has to choose you leviathan and them they have to choose you you have to have that choice either you can be tortured by them or you have something inside you that leviathan has chosen you to become a cinnabite he did not pay attention to the instructions on the box though he was like one of those motherfuckers you just pull shit out don't even read and, 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 and get fucking frustrated because it didn't turn out the way how he thinks because it's not because he see the picture on the bo- damn box and he think he, he can do it he did not read the instructions okay that's the reason why he had his fucking demise and stuff and stuff and so because it backfired on him with all his little old gadgetry you know his little tricks his little parlor tricks and shit like that you know got stuck you know he trying to hit old tiffany up in the like on the shoes and stuff them knives got stuck up in that all uh, concrete shoot old dick you know his little dick head little thing it like pulled his real head off i'm like that's what you get but then golly that was like horrible it was a horrible special effect it was so ugh I, it didn't even gross me out. it just made me just look at it just just blank stare like when some like like a teacher like cracked a, a joke and it's not even funny but the teacher is the only person that's laughing and everybody just kind of looking like what's the point i don't find the punchline funny it was like that but oh tiffany she falls off almost like she almost falls down you know she caught herself you know kirsty julia skin uh you know person pulls her up you know she realizes kirsty they run out you know they made it into back into their world 
everything shut completely down you know shit day is like looking all bright and everything uh, Tiffany is now talking you know she's not afraid anymore you know she got out of her catatonic state because she's seen Dr. Channer as a Cenobite and with a dick on his head carrying him along and she's like shit <laughs> you know and Kirstie cheers me out she's looking like oh you can talk now but and then you know you have the movers coming in because of all of the horror and 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 the murders the gruesome murders that like happened at the mental institution and they don't even know how to explain that shit they probably don't they probably like we just need to commit ourselves to because we don't know what the hell just happened and there was these movers they were like packed up the doctor's stuff and they seen the bloody mattress there was one dude who's like oh hey there's a bloody mattress i'm like dude you are moving boxes and you see a bloody mattress and shit i don't think i'm gonna go over there and like i'm just gonna poke at it and touch it like dude was like super nosy and stuff and so he like poked and he like looked at like oh wow is that really blood and he got sucked right on it i don't know who pulled him in that was like really strange and then the other movie come mover comes back in and you had like this box and you know it comes out and all this like whirly whirl you know lights and shit and I sit there and just looked at it and I was like oh my god who constructed this this looks like an ag show project like like it was like a goth kid and or emo kid that's like really big in the horror and so he's like an ag and stuff because you know he just like needed you know an elective and he just constructed this box because I looked I was like who went to the Halloween store and put that like little skeleton on there seriously that stuff on that box that came out of the mattress was like Halloween store stuff I mean this is like the stuff that you see on neighbors houses during Halloween and then and then it turns and and our favorite favorite little friend you know what's your pleasure sir you know him eating crickets and stuff but I, I was like man that's cheesy that is straight up cheesy you have all this Halloween stuff and then it, that was that was a huge huge disappointment right there oh man that was a huge ass disappointment and the movie ends and stuff but Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, while, like I said, it's a mixed bag of if, if it was good to you or it was okay or you were just like, it just didn't live up to the first of the movie. Um, the continuity was not bad. I think they should have uh, really really stuck to the vision of Clive Barker without deviating a lot of stuff um I felt that like for Dr. Channard um he should not became a Cenobite I think they should have had a little bit couple more Cenobites to introduce into the story um there is a Cenobite that 
is part of Leviathan. Um, she was a young girl. She was being like raped and like molested by her father and her brother. Really, uh, sick. But hey, this is like this is like Clive Barker shit, man. And she became a Cenobite. And she had like these levitation powers. She had telekinesis, and she can, you know, uh, communicate with Leviathan. I believe they should have had a little bit more of a backstory with Leviathan to like to explain of why this is all there, and also just to like touch bases that like cenobites are actually neutral i mean they're they're neutral they're not sentient but they're kind of celestial in a way because yeah they were human but they actually it's like kind of weird how they like achieve like this this you know like a celestial type of uh beings of being neutral like like pinhead says some call us angels some call us demons you know there he he, i mean he's right he really is right when he said that because they can be saviors and they can be the bad guys but they was never they never was the bad guys in the beginning they really wasn't they're just doing what they're supposed to be doing they just doing the dark they just doing a damn job and they do it very well but um this director whoever wrote i mean it is a story by clive barker but i think they just did some changes just i don't know it, it's it's i find it kind of odd it, it, i just do i just i just find it kind of odd that they kind of just went off like completely I'm not totally completely off the rails with this second story, but they did like, you know, gain a lot of like the continuation and the continuity of things. But I, I don't think you shouldn't have shown it in a like a lighter light of the story. I think it should have like took it way darker. And of course, you know, this is like back in the eighties and stuff. So it was a lot of things that, I mean, they had to trim a lot with the first movie, and there probably was just, and I, I can understand, they were just probably, like, trying to play it pretty safe due to the Motion Picture Association, um, so they won't get, like, an X rating, uh, rating on it, um, you know, because different countries have different ratings for their movies, so they was trying to play it safe with this, and you know sometimes you can't play a lot of stuff that's like safe there is some movies that do not need to be made as it is and have way more way way more gruesomeness um it was a sucky movie i watched when i was a kid called extra that was just disgusting of this woman getting impregnated by an alien and the lady had a full ass human man coming out of her coochie and you talking about the grossness of those special effects i mean like her stomach her lower body her vagina and everything like just ripping open of like this gushing blood and stuff out of this woman that was sickening 
but it was like not even a good movie it was just so weird and so out of place but they didn't play it safe with that and I and I probably and I know it went to theaters too I think that like movie came out like 82 or 83 I don't know um but you have to play it safe with like Hellraiser too yeah okay whatever but anyway I mean even like yeah but like with all of this like the gross junky just disgusting like inseminate like alien inseminating like women you know human women and shit like that and and they just get like real gross with the body horror like super gross I mean super gross where I'm just like I can't take it but you have to be safe with this one so it's still it's still it's still watchful I still watch it you know I mean I still like the story I do but I still have my um I still have my problems with it so sue me but anyways that is it for our podcast and thank you for listening like I said y'all have really great cheap taste in podcast listening um with the random horror show um, I have some more coming up through this week. Um, I'm gonna try to get Christy to be a guest uh, with the show whenever she has time and stuff. And you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed and everything. I hope she like moves and stuff. But you know, it's just a wish. But anyways, that is it for the random horror show. This is Hellbound Hellraiser Two. And thank you for listening, and y'all have a hell of a night.